Welcome to Millennial Milkshake, the podcast where three creepazoids revisit, re-experience, and review things from our childhood. My name is Colin O'Connell, and I was born in 1994. And my name is Joshua Sicali. I was born in 1995. My name is Michelle Potter. I was born in 1997. And uh, today we are going to, what is it, the sixth grade classroom, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to be discussing the absolute classic novel. Um, I think it was, you know, uh, New York Times bestseller. It's taught in every classroom, Um, you know. Up there with the Hemingway, the Fitzgerald, the James Joyce, the the Virginia Woolf, all of that. Um, My Teacher is an Alien by Bruce Coville. Guys. So what, let's be honest, (laughs) what isn't a New York Times bestseller? Um, I don't think My Teacher is an Alien was a New York Times bestseller. I feel like at maybe some point it might have been. I feel like I've seen it on every single book. Number one bestseller. That's something I, I think I should bring up. I feel like every single book is a New York Times bestseller. What even qualifies you as a New York Times bestselling author? Do they take a vote? Is it just someone that works at the New York Times thinks it's a great book? Like how many people, you know? So I actually do know the process. Um, what they do is they all, uh, all of the editors of the New York Times, they go into a room and they discuss it, and then they send out puffs of smoke when they have decided what the next bestseller is. Um, okay. I think it's like gray smoke when they haven't decided, red smoke when they have decided. So it's a real, you know, it's the real process. Oh. Um, but I would be shocked if this book was a New York Times bestseller because I don't think anyone has heard of it. Yeah, so I've never read this, uh, nor did I really hear of it, I don't think, when I was younger. Yeah, I ha- I hadn't read it previously. Also, had never heard of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so th- I'm the only one who I guess read this and heard of it. I think I read. Ugh, I want to say like third or fourth grade, maybe I read this book. Um, definitely could not have read it in middle school because, oof, this uh, <laughs> the. The, let's just say the prose of this uh, of this novel is um, it's something else. It's not really. Well, we can get into it a little bit, but um, I guess since I'm the only one with a personal history um, with this book, it's just something I remember reading once. And as I was reading it again, I knew how I remembered how it ended, but I didn't remember anything else about it. So. It was kind of interesting to go back and re-experience it, I guess. You know? You know what I mean? You know, oh, the end, the you know the... how this is like the premise of the show? The ending's the best part of the book. We'll get into that later, I guess. <laughs> it is pretty good. Uh, was it like just something you read or was it was one of your favorite books like at one point or you don't remember? I read it once. Oh. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely. But it's... St- it stuck in my mind, so I guess it, you know, kind of stuck with me a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Did it scare you when you were younger? No, it couldn't have. There's no way that this book scares anyone, except for how poorly it's written. <laughs> <laughs> That's what scares me about this. I, I, I can't imagine, like, in all seriousness, 
anyone taking this book with an ounce of seriousness, even even for an elementary school kid. It's just so out there and weird and ridiculous and I don't know. I guess I'm kind of letting my opinions of it bleed through, but that's fine. Yeah. Let it out. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good book. Let's just let's <laughs> just say what it is. It's not yeah. good, even for a kid's book. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Now, when you read this as a kid, like, were you also reading things like Goosebumps and stuff like that? Like those types of books? Um, I read Binuncula. Does that count? <laughs> I don't know what that is. That was... <laughs> I don't either. It's it's another it's another book. It's another horror book, I think. Um, it's about, like, a vampire bunny. I think we'll probably cover <gasps> it, hopefully at some point. But the way that my reading... Um, <laughs> the way that I chose books, like when we went to the library or like the Scholastic Book Fair, um, I would always pick out the same types of books. So when it was the library, there was um, there was a a book about the home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa that I would get every time I went to the library. I wouldn't get anything else. Um, so much so that the like the teacher like told my mom during like a student uh, parent student conference he needs to start reading other books because <laughs> I would just get that book over and over again. <laughs> and then I would get there is a Star Wars book I would get I would I got the I would check out the novelizations of the Star Wars movies so like A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and all that and then um there was like another like an Obi Wan Qui Gon book that i uh like a prequel book that i read but um that was kind of like second grade like first second grade by the time i got into third and fourth grade i feel like i was reading more like real books like holes you know guys read holes love holes wait yeah that's like a real book yeah is this like wait what's what's holes about is it the holes i'm thinking of because i've never read holes i've just watched holes no yeah 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 holes yeah the movie is based off of it yeah oh wait that was Mm -hmm. a book yeah. Mm-hmm. No way. Oh, what's better? Yeah. It, um, I don't really remember like the differences in know. the book, but I remember the movie well because I watched guys, it a lot. So that's a good question. Do you guys generally like book the books better than the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the book is. I feel like the book is normally better just because there's a lot more detail, but um. I can't really think of how many book to movie adaptations that I've actually read the book. Like, I can't think of many times where I've actually read the book for, like, the movie. You you know what I mean? Like, I read the Harry Potter books and then saw the movies, obviously. And I read The Hobbit and I saw the Hobbit movies, which were trash. So, for the most part, I feel like the books (laughs) are better. But I can't think of too many examples where I read the book. When there was a movie involved. Like, I didn't read The Godfather, but, you know. So, like, I I don't know. All right, so I'm, so I'm, it's it's weird for me. I mean, it's always hard for me to say the movie is better than the book, but it's also hard for me to, like, say the book is, unless it's, like, actually, like, it's not even a competition, if the movie's a piece of trash and the book is, like, really good. Mm. But, like, if the movie's really, really great, I, I don't know how to like compare it to the book because with movies you you have more 
you have so many more elements that make it like with the book it's it's just the story it's you know it, I, I mean it's it's a lot more but like think about all the components that go into make a movie so if you make a movie great you have performances you have music that goes into it that's not in the book so like should that shouldn't that ever be a factor in comparing the book to the movie or are you just comparing stories yeah i mean movies are they really are two different just even like in their inceptions um different art forms because movies are so collaborative and books aren't inherently aren't like you might have the author and then and a couple of editors even you know max for a book but um Otherwise, the the book is usually so isolated and like the one person's thoughts where you're right with movies. There's just, you know, an actor brings something to it. The costume, you know, every element of production brings something new into a movie. Um, I don't know if I would go so far to say that books only have the story because as we can get into with this um the way that you write something like you can have a decent framework for a story and the way that you execute it and the way that you write your prose can really make or break it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's definitely not all story. Like, like you, a lot of work obviously goes into like your development of your characters, like how they, how they talk, you know, it's, it's a lot of that stuff too, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, um, I always feel wrong saying the movie's better but i can't help but sometimes feel the movie's better just because i'm thinking of all the other things that went into making it like um i mean i haven't read the godfather but we all know how great the godfather is as a movie mm-hmm. what do you think would be better between those that like that would be a good question i don't know because the godfather book is again new york times bestseller <laughs> i'm pretty sure um <laughs> I, I, I think it is like considered a classic novel. But to your point, though, Josh, there is no Godfather 2 book. Like the story of Godfather Part 2 is, I think Mario Puzo made the story for it. But that's not like, it, there's no book for the Godfather Part 2. And so that's a masterpiece as well. And that doesn't even have anything. You know, well, I imagine that the, on, I imagine know? that the Godfather book probably is Godfather 1 and 2, probably together. And then they just they just did their own I, thing I with the third one. I don't think it is. I think no. there's like tidbits that they take from, but I think the Godfather book is pretty much the. I mean, it obviously has to be more, even though it's a long movie. But I don't think there's many elements of the Godfather two from that comes from the book. Hmm. Are you a Godfather one or two man? And Michelle, are you a Godfather one or two woman? Uh, I just recently watched both of them, um, over and it's so tough, but okay. I think the second one is a better movie, but I think I like the first one like more. I watched the Godfather so much growing up, which kind of sounds weird, but you know, it's like one of those R rated movies where it's like. The subject material is serious, but it's not like, you know, there's tons of blood and gore and swearing and sex. Like, it's, you know, a very mature movie. So I've seen that so many times, and that was, you know, that probably was my favorite one for a long time. But I just, The Godfather Part 2, 
the more I've I've kind of watched it and gotten into it and I just I don't know Hyman Roth is such an interesting character to me and like I love that performance and the whole dynamic between Michael and Fredo I it's hard for me to say I actually think I agree with Michelle I think The Godfather Part 2 is a better movie and it trims a lot of the fat like there are some performances in Godfather 1 where it's like eh you know it's they kind of feel dated um I don't know. <laughs> I I just spoke a lot to say that I don't know which one I like more. <laughs> so, um, honestly, I have to rewatch them. It's been a long time since I've actually seen one and two together. Um, and I've actually, I haven't seen it until I was like 18. I've never seen it growing up. Um, mm-hmm. But, so I, from what I remember, I actually feel like I'm the, op- like, like the opposite of Michelle. I think, I think the first one is slightly better. But I think I liked the second one more. And that might have been because of Robert De Niro also being an, an addition to that. Because he's fantastic in that in that role. He's so good. Um, I think Pacino's better in the second one, too. Yeah. Good yeah. Like, the performances overall are better in the second one. But I, mm-hmm. I, from what I remember, I feel like I always thought the first one was slightly better. Don't remember the why, first really, to be honest. The first well, the first one's narrative is just, you know, so traditional. And the second one has the flashbacks to yeah. Vito's backstory and everything. And that was kind of, for its time at least. You know what? For not being based off of the book, the God- the Godfather Part Two kind of feels more like it would be based off of a book. With all of, like, the flashback sequences that, like, that's a frequent thing in a lot of novels. Mm-hmm. Where you, like, flashback to another character's point of view and stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I will say this though. The answer though is the Godfather Part Three is the best Godfather movie. Well, no, yeah, I wasn't even I wasn't even putting on the mix because that was just too obvious. That was yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it, guys, and I'm just like, Don't. I'm holding off. Masterpiece. <laughs> when I'm in the mood for a really good movie, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, you won't be disappointed. That's so not that these say. two, not that these two films are related, but like just because of how how highly they're regarded. What do you guys think, um, Godfather or Godfather Part Two, whichever one you want to pick of the better ones, or Schindler's List? Now they're not related, but like, I actually I'm a haven't Godfather guy all seen the way. Schindler's List. Okay, all right. Let's 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 cut tonight short. Michelle, go watch Schindler's List, and we can come back to this. <laughs> I I can watch. I watched Schindler's List once. I will never watch it again. Can't handle it again. Yeah. I can watch The Godfather over and over again. Really? And I know so. I can't watch Schindler's List again. Like, I know Absolutely that Schindler's not. List is one of those movies that's going to be phenomenal, but, like, you can't really watch it again. I, I just, like, haven't... You have to be in a certain mindset to watch that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sick bastard. I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's... Maybe. I, the reason I can watch... Like, not that I watch it, like, every week. I'm making it myself sound like I watch Schindler's List every few days. But when I watch it, because... Ray Fiennes, that's one of my favorite performances. Mm-hmm. He's, he's great. He's the reason I, I will watch that film. Yeah. Um, obviously, Godfather's more entertaining, but I will pick Schindler's List as the better film. And this um, this episode kind of really went away from My Teacher's an Alien to uh, <laughs> Film because 101. Because we don't want to talk about it, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, let's circle back a little bit. Let's get back to my teacher's an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any history 
on on this book at all? Uh, so <laughs> there's not a lot of information on this book because yeah, you know, it it didn't really take the world by storm. Well, you know what we can do instead of maybe going into history. I think because it's kind of so obscure, maybe we can just kind of talk about the plot of the movie uh, or of the movie of the book. Um, and if you care and you feel like you're going to get spoiled, um, I guess fuck off because you're not going to go out and read this book. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just kind of talk about what the story, what the concept, what the, what, what the plot details of this book um, yeah. is. Uh, so Michelle, how do we open up? What's, what's our opening for this masterpiece? So the masterpiece opens with, Hey, geekoid. <laughs> and right there, the first. you know you're in for a treat. Um, it's the first line of the book is, hey, geekoid. Mm-hmm. It's a line of dialogue <laughs> by Susan Simmons, is her name? Yeah, Susan Simmons. Or no, 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 no. It, no, no, it's, it's Douglas Dougal who says it first. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we've got. Is it yeah. Duncan or Duncan? Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Duncan Dougal, Susan Simmons, and then Peter. Thomas. I don't know. Peter Thomas. Thomas. Ugh, what a dumb name. <laughs> um, like going into this book, the title, I really thought it was going to be like like a typical kids book where they think something strange is happening but it turns out there's a normal explanation for it that's not what that this book is at all no the teacher straight up is an alien the teacher is straight up (laughs) an alien (laughs) right which is hilarious yeah it's kind of crazy that because yeah i can see what you mean like um like the Black Lagoon. I don't know if you guys read that. Like the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. series. Um, yeah, I think which I were did. Like shorter books. Like they weren't like real chapter books, but they were like shorter books. But that's kind of like how those books go, right? It's mm-hmm. the lunch lady is a monster, but really at the end she's, you know, nice. This is the alien comes to Earth, goes to a sixth grade classroom for some reason, <laughs> and is deciding to kidnap the what is it? it's the the best student the worst student and the three most average students yeah i think so yeah for some reason and susan simmons our what is she a hero no the most annoying little girl in the world <laughs> is, is 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 our protagonist and narrator yeah um with her piccolo throughout this entire ordeal Ugh. Do we like the piccolo? Her piccolo in hand. No. I don't even know what a piccolo is. I gotta be oh. honest. Is it some sort of flute? Yeah, it's like a flute, I think, but it has that like straw sort of thing that you like blow into. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's an Mm-mm. instrument. No. Yeah, I picked oh, up on yeah. that it was an instrument. <laughs> you both don't know what it is? Well, um, a piccolo, a little bit. I'll, but, I'll look it up right um, now. Not the straw. It's got like maybe I'm wrong. Let me look up a, a picture. But it had like instead of like the wide flute mouth, it's got a little like smaller thing. 
the only Piccolo I know is from Dragon Ball Z, guys. So I pictured her picking up Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z and playing him every time. <laughs> every time he brought it up. Oh, my God. I don't even think Dragon Ball Z was a thing. Because this book came out in, I think, 89. I think I saw. It was published in 1989. So mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z might not have even been a thing. Um, but this book would have been way better if at the end, Peter and Brock's home had a massive Dragon Ball Super Saiyan fight. You know, that would have been a lot better than playing the instruments. Yeah, like some sort of fight scene. Yeah. I guess that's my issue is this book takes its really takes its time with the with the music reveal like normally you get like a moment before then where like the music like music plays and like the the monster would like react to it but instead it's just she picks up her piccolo and as she's leaving the classroom for music lessons the teacher shudders and then she goes to his house and he plays like weird noises that she just assumes is music for some reason. And then at the end, they're just like, oh, let's play like, let's play music to kick his ass. And that's it. Yeah. I, have, I have a question about um, the middle end when he's when he uh, pulls her after class and, you know, he's talking to her and he says what he's doing. And then he's he ends it with um, and please don't enter come into my house anymore okay so he knows that she was in his house so what he just saw it happen and he just allowed it to because you know they they like left like with no like they never got caught but he reveals that he knew the whole time so why didn't you why didn't you do something then or did you i don't know that was just a weird part to me yeah it's it's never revealed how he knows either. No, it's not. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't know. They, they were lazy. I don't know. I actually... Yeah, calling you out, Bruce Coville. You lazy son of a bitch. I actually, like, maybe he <laughs> wanted to get caught. Because there are three more books Ooh. in this series. And I was reading, like, a little bit about the rest of the books. And I think, like, at the end of the series, like, the alien teacher, like, Brock's home is his name, right? Brock's home. Mr. Smith. Brock's home. Brock's home. Because Smith, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Smith. I think he turns out to be like a good alien. Like he's a good guy. They they didn't make it seem like he was doing like anything evil. Like it just they just they, didn't they kind of make it seem like he was just bringing them back just to like like study them a little bit then like probably bring them back home. Yeah, like Peter. Uh, yeah, P- Peter never made it. He was never afraid. Like, oh, he, that, that's the, that, that son of a bitch wanted to go to space. <laughs> that son of a... Spoiler alert. He goes... He goes <laughs> to space. With He willingly Mr. gets Smith. kidnapped because his home life is tough. Terrible. What a... Yeah. Man, I felt, I felt for Peter. What a... He went through a lot. Yeah, at least they, at least they gave me a little surprise stuff. at the end. Like, I was like, okay, at least you did something I wasn't expecting. That's that's cool. Good for Peter. I'm glad he's happy. Yeah, but okay, let's just she's like mm, Susan the our main character, beloved main character keeps bringing up the fact that Peter reads these crazy science fiction novels and it's not like anything in his science fiction books and it's like how do you know? 
This is the first time anyone's encountered an alien. You don't know what it's like and what it's not like. Stop being so judgmental. Like, this kid's just like, my home life sucks. It's time to peace out of here. Like, don't judge. Yeah, Susan was definitely very mean to Peter in the beginning. I think she came around a little near the end, but... (laughs) She calls him her best friend and then is like, why did I even say that? And he's like, shut up. I don't know. How how does everyone feel about the alien design? What is it? They're they're green with orange eyes. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, they really go into like detail about how they pull off he pulls off his face, which, by the way, we get told is a very handsome face time and time again throughout this book. Everyone wants to fuck this alien. They do mention it, like, weirdly a lot. <laughs> All right, how would you guys design your alien? Ooh. That's a good question. I always like to ask how people picture their aliens. I, okay, no, scratch that. I don't always ask that, just so <laughs> so we can understand that. <laughs> Josh is really into aliens. Yeah, that's my first question when I meet someone. What, how do you picture an alien? Right. How I picture my aliens is giant boobs. Is that... Does that count? Just like a giant set, like flying around, or like no, attached to like a super hot alien. Like that's <laughs> how I picture my. All of my aliens are really hot. So I'm sorry to say, I'm I'm gathering a little dude. Where's my car? <laughs> Has anyone seen it? Yeah, because <laughs> I really don't want to be the only one that saw it. <laughs> that movie sucks. That's one of the worst movies I've seen. Oh man. Yeah, but in my mind, all of aliens have huge boobs, and then the guys have giant dongs, and it's everyone's hot. Everyone looks like Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. That's how I picture my aliens. Now, is that what they actually are, or is that just like, are they something underneath that that skin? Um, That's how I want them to be. Oh, all right. <laughs> No, if if I'm being serious, I you know what? I kind of go to um ugh, it, there's this race in Star Wars that I can't I'll look I'll look it up that I feel like is classic like when I think of alien, like it's classic quintessential alien. Are they bald? Like the like aliens you're picturing in your head? No, I don't know. Let me see. You guys can I like a nice bald alien. Discuss. Yeah, I jump to a lot of like different a lot of different things. I guess like the classic alien. Um, but also like the aliens from signs. Yeah, that's great. Comes to my mind, yeah. One of my favorites. I want to talk about signs for a second, but I guess we don't have to. <laughs> I watched that movie so much. The Star Wars race that I'm thinking of are the Gran. And I'll show them to you guys. But this is like what I think of like classic alien. Like, especially Star Wars, if you guys can see those, that face. Like, the three eyes and the... Gotcha, gotcha. Like, to me, those are like... I think aliens have to have... A good alien has to be distinct enough from a human, but also have, like, sim- like, like features that we can relate to. Like, in Arrival, we don't... Like, the, like the smoke... What are they? Like, smoky things, right? Kind of? Or is that just how they communicate? I don't no, know. No, that's just how they well. communicate. They're like giant, long creatures. They're huge. They're not like, they don't look like 
people at all. Yeah, so I have a hard time relating to that. You know, <laughs> like that's and that's probably like more realistic. They look like a big like sea creature of some kind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Which I kind of like, just because as much as as much as like it's not my idea of an alien, I'm I, I get kind of tired of like the obvious like choice for an alien so it's, it's a nice little change although my, my alien is going to be gray of course um gray and bald you got to have somewhat bigger black eyes that I mean, that's that's really it um and no body parts well okay no no like no additional body parts just just limbs like do they have a torso yeah yeah i mean like no like like they're they're just blank they're pretty they're very blank gotcha um, as I'm looking at the arrival aliens now, they just look like Lovecraft monsters. Yeah. Like that's kind of it. And which I guess is an alien. So I guess I'm wrong. But also HP Lovecraft was a famous racist. So who's really the wrong one here? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of HP Lovecraft, um, he doesn't have anything to do with this, but uh, guys... I didn't get any Apple facts this week. That's okay. Did you cook something else up for us? I cooked I cooked a little something else up. We're going to play a little bit of a game. Maybe there will be music inserted here. Or there will just be silence. I don't know. It depends on <laughs> what we decide. Yes. I, I hope it's um. silence. <laughs> <laughs> um. We're going to do a new segment called Colin's Literary Corner. And what this is, is you're going to play a little bit of a game. Um, but it's going to be between Michelle and Josh, the only other two people on the podcast. <laughs> and um, what's going to happen is I'm going to read either a quote from a classic literary piece of fiction or a quote from My Teacher is an Alien. And you guys have to guess <laughs> which is which. Okay. <laughs> well, how do we want to buzz in? What do you guys want to say to buzz in? Boop. No. Is, does boop suck? We could say geekoid. Geekoid. All right. So I'm going to read five quotes. You guys have to wait until I finish the quote. All right. And then you can you can buzz in. I will decide who buzzes in. Um, and then if it's from my teacher is an alien, you get one point. And if it's from something else, you get one point. But if it's from something else, you get a chance to guess the piece of fiction of classic literary fiction to get an extra point. And if you get it wrong, do you get a negative point? If you get it wrong, you leave the podcast because... <laughs> It'd be really easy to tell which is which. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> no, if you get it wrong, it's just uh, the other person gets a chance to answer, which I guess they're going to get it because because the only other option would be <laughs> there's only two options for the yeah. for the game. Yeah. Okay, so if you get it wrong, the other person just gets the point. How's that? Sure. All right, so here we go. I'm going to read the first quote. There will be five quotes, right? Uh, some of them are longer than others. So here comes the first one coming at you. It is a law of nature we overlook 
that intellectual versatility is the compensation for change, danger, and trouble. An animal perfectly in harmony with its environment is a perfect mechanism. Nature never appeals to intelligence unless habit and instinct are useless. There is no intelligence where there is no change and no need of change. Geekoid. <laughs> Michelle, is that from a classic literary piece of fiction or from my teacher as an alien? Mm, you know, I wasn't sure at first, but I think I'm going to go classic piece of literature on this one. Unbelievable. She's got it right. First go. Wow. I, I honestly no. would have said my teacher's an alien. <laughs> I, listen, it's 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 hard sometimes to tell. All right. So I've got. Um, Do I guess? Else, Michelle, you get a chance to guess what that piece of fiction that quote is from. Mm, is it Charles Darwin? Nope. Charles Darwin famously did not write fiction. Famous oh, oh, author. I'm so scientist. sorry. You said fiction. I wasn't paying close enough attention. Yes. And um, also you have to you have to guess the, the, the book. Okay, okay, okay. Or the piece of fiction. Can I try again? <laughs> no, Josh gets a chance to guess now. <laughs> oh sweet. Alright. Um I'm trying to remember the quote, but it was pretty long, so I don't want to have you reread it. Um I think I'm going to go Silence of the Lambs. Mm. No, it was H.G. Wells from The Time Machine. Damn um, it. I should note that because My Teacher's an Alien is like a science fiction book, all of these quotes are from science fiction novels or short stories or whatever, pieces of fiction. All right, ready for number two? Josh, you got to be quicker on the draw. Michelle is up one to nothing. I would have just embarrassed myself on that last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next quote. Maybe the handsome creep had tricked her into going in, going out on a date with him. What a treat, a date with an alien. I could just imagine his line. Let's go see a film, then I'll take you back to my house and lock you in a force field. Geekoid. Oh, shit. Josh? That is going to be a literary piece of My Teacher is an Alien. Ooh, got it correct. What a fake out. Absolutely. Um, that is a line from Susan Simmons talking about her teacher, Mrs. Schwartz, who has been uh, MIA. What, tricked. Yeah, she's MIA and she's like, oh, she's a woman. Clearly, he kidnapped her by asking her on a date because this book is horribly, horribly sexist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll get into that. All right, next quote, quote number three. Get ready. Here we go. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Keep going. Michelle? Um, I'm going to go classic literature. Yes, correct. Unbelievable. How could you tell? How could you tell? I think I would have said my teacher's an alien. I also did think about that one for a second. All right. Now, this one is probably the best shot you'll get for uh, guessing the, the piece of fiction. So make it a good guess. Um, Is it A Wrinkle in Time? No. Rats. <laughs> Josh, you have a chance to steal the bonus point. 
Do I get to hear the quote again? Absolutely. There are no rules. Here we go. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Oh, wait. These are these are all like science fiction, aren't they? Mm hmm. I don't know many. I'll be honest. Maybe the most famous science fiction novel that I can think of. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Now, now I just feel even more dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass. I don't even want to guess. Pass. Pass is not the correct answer. It is 1984, the classic novel by George Orwell. Son of a bitch. I just read it, too. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were reading that book too. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know what? I thought you were choosing like 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 alien related science fiction. Yeah, I was also thinking like more towards like I don't know, like Dune or something. Well, maybe you have um maybe you have a preconceived notion about what science fiction is and you guys should broaden your horizon. You're Good. I hope I hope Clockwork Orange right. is another is one of the quotes. Well, we'll just have to see. Here comes the next quote. Michelle is up two to one. It's really anyone's game. Here we go. Learn from me, if not by my precepts, at least by my example, how dangerous is the acquirement of knowledge and how much happier that man is who believes his native town to be his world than he who who aspires to become greater than his nature will allow. Geekoid. Josh. I, I'm definitely going with my teacher as an alien. Ooh, so close. <laughs> That's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> but it is wrong. I thought you were really throwing me off. I thought you were giving me like a, like a pretty good quote. Like. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. okay. That's all right. All right. Michelle, you have the chance to steal. Oh, wait. Josh is off the podcast. I just realized. <laughs> Josh. No, Michelle, you, you can get a point if you can guess what the novel is. I, I know it. Can you say the quote again? Yes. Learn from me, if not by my presets, at least by my example, how dangerous is the acquirement of knowledge and how much happier that man is who believes his native town to be his world than he who aspires to become greater than his nature will allow. Is it is it um the giver? No. Damn. Josh, what is it? You you don't get points, but you can say it if you know it. I I don't I don't know. I just have I have a guess. Is it who goes Go there? Go ahead. No. Oh. Darn it. It's Mary Shelley, Frankenstein. Ooh. Nobody gets a point. That's nice. I feel stupid. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, have either of you read Frankenstein though? Oh, yes. Well, yeah, a long time ago. You read it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I feel like everyone's seen the movies, but I don't, I don't know. I read it, like, back in high school, though. Yeah, I think I read it, like, a while ago also. It's really short, so, like, I just I just picked it up one time. Yeah. Yeah. The Time Machine, which is the first quote, that's, like, I think it's only, I think it's a novella, so it's, like, 40 pages or something. It's crazy, like, real short. So... Doesn't like Broxholm go into like a monologue where he somewhat says like not not like that, but like doesn't he say something about man or like like humans? I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. Oh, 
I don't remember that either. I don't remember that either, but... Maybe you read a better book and you're confusing <laughs> it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, very possible. All right. We got one more quote, guys. I'm glad I'm a girl. Because when I get older, the guys are gonna <laughs> going to have to come up with the lines when they want to start a conversation. Now there's one job I'll be glad to let them have. Geekoid. Geekoid. Ooh, it was a tie. <gasps> what do we do? Um, um. Is that The Handmaid's <laughs> Tale? No, I'm kidding. All right, Josh, your turn to guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Wait. This isn't my teacher's an alien. <laughs> is that your guess? It is. Okay, yeah, that was my guess. It is. Yes, you're correct. We are now out of questions, out of quotes, and we are tied two to two. We accomplished nothing. <laughs> I'll be honest. I almost lost that game because the way Michelle said it, I thought she was so like certain it wasn't my teacher's an alien. No, I was kidding. Can you imagine <laughs> that line was in the Handmaid's Tale? Um, <laughs> oh well, I didn't. I didn't really. Talk. Michelle actually won. She gave me that tie. I mean, she just didn't want me to lose. Well, the official scoreboard says two two. So we're both winners, Josh. Virtually shake hands. Good job. Good game. Good game, Cherry. Good, good, game, good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess we should get into our official reviews and thoughts about this. Um, who wants to start? <laughs> you can start, Milk Base. Okay, I will. I will start and say that this book was such a disappointment to read for me personally. Um, the amount of lines, the amount of sentences that end in exclamation points made me want to die inside she's constantly shouting like like the prose is just so oh i mean <laughs> okay the concept for the novel is really cool teacher is an alien you have this mystery that unfolds along the way you have um you know the nerdy kid teams up with the popularish girl and the bully kind of gets involved. That's all fine. But the execution of it, it it's it's so painful to read even for a kids book. Like it's it seems so pandering and so like I can't imagine a 6th grader reading this and being like, "Wow, that's some grade A book reading I just did." Um and also, I mean, it's so it's <laughs> it's so terribly cliched and not in like a fun way in just a really boring way um but also there's just some weird sexist bullshit going on in this book and it's so noticeable like we just read the quote where she's like you know when i get older boys will talk to me and it's like and then like a chapter later um uh, peter's talking about the the teacher being frozen in the force field right and how it's like time doesn't move and he's like that's like a woman's best friend or best dream and then susan has the gall to say don't be a chauvinist little piglet and it's like excuse you you were just sexist like two minutes ago 
I don't understand the whole her whole thing is like she wants to be an actress and then for some reason at the end of the book she's like actually I want to be a scientist now and it's like is that where this was heading the whole time is that what her character arc is she wants to be an actress and now she wants to be a sexist or I mean a scientist because she already is a sexist I, I, I don't understand what we're supposed to get out of her arc why this book was made <laughs> this way so i didn't like it and i'm so sorry that i suggested it (laughs) to both of you yeah i mean when i when i would read you know in middle school i wanted escapism like magic tree house and goosebumps like were it for me and i was excited when this story like was actually about a real alien but it was not, it, it it wasn't executed well. It was also like, I mean, Peter, poor Peter is all I have to say. Like he talks about how, how horrible his home life is like so often. And if I was a kid reading that, I would feel sad, like really sad for him. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, um, it wasn't like just a joy to read. It wasn't the joy I wanted it to be, I will say. I'm trying to remember, um, what was the teacher's name that got captured? Like, her her, her teacher. I, for, I forget her name. Well, <laughs> I almost just said a real teacher I had because I thought it was... <laughs> I'll look it up while you're while you're talking. I'll let you so, know. Her, so um, when she's like trapped in that, what is it, like a force field where they can like, they can hear each other's thoughts or whatever, um, which by the way, did he, did he, he made that force field, why would he, why would he allow telepathy? You know, I mean, cause like, like he created it. So why not just like hold her there and not be able to communicate with anyone that maybe tries to interfere unless, unless he he didn't care i don't know but um like why freeze her at all it's pretty intense it was a pretty intense capture it seemed like i i will say that um let's let's talk about um duncan for a second so he's okay. just and, he's, and, and it's miss i'm sorry it's it's miss shorts just to let you know miss shorts yeah mm-hmm. so um duncan the the little asshole um so he's the bully <laughs> it starts off i'm does he hit susan in the beginning Oh, I think he hits her. I think he, he does he, too. Yeah, it's it says it says he doesn't care if you're a girl or a boy; he'll mm-hmm. hit anything. Yeah, he um, does say that. She's she's talking about because um, it starts with Duncan picking on Peter in the beginning, and then she's telling she like goes into a story about how she got between them once, and then he punched her in the face, and then okay, said it was so like that, an accident. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't he say she ran into his fist or something like that? Yeah, it's yeah, like the classic ridiculous. Simpsons gag where like Bart is like during the windmill with his fist, and he's like, "If <laughs> I'm gonna move my hands through the air, and if you <laughs> just so happen to get hit, it's your fault." Yeah. So okay, I, I, you guys got to help me out here. In the middle, when he just becomes a part of their team, all of a sudden, he's like, he, he's like spying. Is he like spying on them? And then I forget how he actually decides yeah i'm i'm just gonna help you guys now yeah doesn't he like show up at the house yeah and he doesn't like believe them or whatever but like i forget Um, so what happens is uh 
so Susan sees Brock's home, the teacher, Brock's home Smith, she calls him, take off the mask. And then one day at school, she decides she's going to faint. And like as she's going down, she's going to grab his ear and try to take the mask off. And then she's like out of school for a day. And then Peter like um, is like something like Peter tells the class like why she did that. And then her one friend calls her and is like, hey, are you feeling okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Like that wasn't really like, you know, really anything. And then that sparks the rumor that the teacher is an alien. And then that's when Duncan gets freaked out because he knows he's the worst kid in the class and he doesn't want to get taken. So, but what makes him like, believe All right, I'm going to help you now. Like, well, he just um, believes it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, the book needed them to believe it. <laughs> oh, I mean, Peter. P- well, no, my favorite character is Mr. Smith, obviously. But, um, <laughs> right. Peter- I like the music teacher. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. That man just wanted to put on a good show, and she was really messing with his with his plan like he's like screaming at a sixth grader for not being able to do a solo (laughs) he's like you need to practice harder uh um peter peter had a pretty good um you know peter had the best i don't even know if he had the best arc but he had the best like moments not best moments but just best plot line i guess like you know from beginning to end yeah you know Mm -hmm. he at least he got what he wanted, even though it was a weird like thing that he wanted. It was it was it was nice, but a little um, a little shocking. I like I was I was very surprised he just like snatched them and they escaped. Yeah, I was surprised just right too. into space. I wonder what they were doing up there. Like what like what actually like? Do you think he made friends with them or? So, uh, again, I I read a little bit about um like the three books after this one. And I think they, like, go, they go to, there's this, like, council, I forget what the council is called, but it's, like, a unit, the council of the universe or something, and they want to destroy Earth or, like, get rid of humans or something like that, and Brock's home and Peter go on this three-book journey about convincing this council to, that humans deserve a second chance, um, and I, um, isn't that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Isn't that like the plot of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? <laughs> Is it? If memory serves. <laughs> it's very similar. It might be. I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, and that's a book, isn't it? Like a very Oh, yeah. That's one. Yep, that's one where it's, there's a book and a movie. Yep. Yeah. Very good book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so... I I guess Peter's up there, like, doing his thing, having a good time. Oh, he also, um, they fix his vision. Does he have, like, when I was reading about it, it said that he didn't have glasses anymore. But do they mention that he wears glasses in this book? Probably, but I don't remember, to be honest. He's a a nerd. He has glasses. Right. He's a nerd. This was written in the (laughs) 80s. He has glasses. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah, Duncan definitely smacked him off his face at least once. (laughs) Yeah. For oh sure. yeah. Duncan beat the shit out of him in the beginning of the book. <laughs> Although that was another weird thing where um Brock's home Smith comes up and he like breaks them up and then Susan's like, 
wow, that guy's really strong. Like, that's supposed to be a clue that he's an alien, but it's like, nah, he just broke up a couple of sixth graders. <laughs> he's just like, an that's adult. Not that part. Like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not particularly strong, but I could do that. Easy. I could fuck up a sixth grader if I had to. Like, that'll be the day I question someone's, like, humanity when they when they just break up a fight, let alone kids. And, oh, he's he did that little with, with too much power. There's something up with him. I got I to gotta keep an eye on him. Like, I mean, Josh, we went to the same high school. How many times did you see teachers break up fights between, like, 17, 16-year-old kids? Yeah, like, always like, in the cafeteria. So they were aliens, I guess, is what we learned. Absolutely. Yeah, why didn't you guys question that more? I, you know what? I don't know. Actually, you know what? If anyone were to question, like, Colin, you, I mean, you've read this book. So when you would see that, I guess that probably oh, that's triggered some true. memories with my teacher's an alien, right? Oh, oh man. I, I, I should have been on patrol. Think of how many kids got kidnapped because I didn't speak up. Oh, no. Think of how many Peters got taken. Uh, oh, well, if it's just Peters, that's fine. Actually, yeah, they're happy. Name, name one good Peter. Nah. <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, so, um, any- so yeah, yeah, this stunk. It stunk. Yeah. <laughs> it stunk bad, real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It did. And and just like the finale of them all playing their instruments at him, like as as the final like like the hero moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so ridiculous. <It> Terrible. <laughs> Written in the lamest way possible. It should have been a triumphant moment and it's just lame. It's so lame. It's dumb and lame. Doesn't he just like yeah. run out the back door? Like that's it? Yeah, I like how he's not defeated in the slightest. Yeah. He just like grabs one of the kids and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Also, it, she should. Why doesn't she go to the police at any point in time during this fucking book? Well, it's obvious like, they, she they was, would never believe her. Come on. Yeah, but all, guess what? All she has to do is say, "Hey, I saw my old teacher in my new teacher's house." And then they would have been like, "Oh, this is a regular kidnapping." And then they get there, and it's like, "Oh no, this is an alien." So Susan's a dumbass because she could have just been like a woman is missing and I think this guy took her and the police would have been. And let's be honest, Mrs. Miss Schwartz is probably a white woman and that's going to get a lot more attention by the police. That's just not to get political, but let's just be honest. There are no my there are no black characters in this book. I would be shocked. They never mention race. I'd be shocked. These are the whitest people I've ever read. <laughs> I've ever read. <laughs> As an oh, expert on white people, they are wasps to the max. What did they what did they say what did they say happened to Miss Schwartz? Like why is she missing? They I think Smith like planted a note in the principal's office and the principal's like pissed that um he didn't get enough notice and then I don't think they like specify why. It's just like she left and no one questions it. All right, yeah, it stinks. <laughs> it does. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of half baked ideas. So, do we have anything left to say about this piece of garbage? <laughs> nah, let's rate it. <laughs> let's rate it. All right. Oh, um, let me just 
correct myself real quick. I think at the beginning, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but just for all the musicians out there, the piccolo is more like a, a flute type thing. I think there's another instrument with a straw. It's not that important, but anyway, <laughs> more of a flute. Let's move on. P- Piccolo's a character from Dragon Ball Z and nothing yeah. else. You're um, right. Oh, yeah. I also want to make note of the fact that... um. The fact that, um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but I graduated with a degree in English, which is useless. But the fact that I had to read this is like an insult to four years and a lot of tuition I had to pay (laughs) for my degree. (laughs) Like to read this (laughs) as an adult. Right. To have to read this and review it and critique it. It's, It's such a waste of a lot of money I spent. I'm sorry, Colin. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. I picked the dumb degree. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> I, I my scale is, of course, on a scale of 1 to 94. Oh, wait, wait, Michelle, did you have something? It's Oh, sorry, Michelle. It's an oboe. The instrument with a straw is called oh, an oboe. Yeah. I forgot all about that instrument. Wait, isn't oboe a... Uh... I thought oboe was a string instrument. No, it's a woodwind instrument. It's it's like what? Yeah, it's it's like a clarinet of sorts, but it's got this thin little straw. How come there aren't more clarinet players in media? Like it's Squidward and nothing else. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Wait, who plays an oboe in SpongeBob? Oh, we'll have to watch the Band Geeks. Someone in the Band Geeks episode has to play it. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to review Band Geeks and see and see who plays the oboe. We'll make a note of it. All right. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about with SpongeBob. I'm going to talk about at least 20 episodes. So we'll. we'll... <laughs> we got a lot to discuss. Yeah, let's just let's just rate yeah. this piece of garbage. Yeah, it's time. Um, Gut reaction. I'm going 23. Out of 95. I'm, I'm going to go like a like a 26. You're welcome. You're welcome, my teachers and alien. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome, Bruce Coville. Yeah, my gut reaction was a um a, a 25 out of 97. I, I'll go a 25 out of 97. So that brings the average to 25.87, or rounding up 26, and that's generous. Um, Bruce Coville, by the way, has like a million books. Like, if you look up how many books, <laughs> he's written so many books, and I don't, I'm so pissed about it. He wrote more than a hundred books. Um, and Oh my god. <laughs> and we don't really know any of them. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> you can write a hundred books. I write a hundred kids but do you, books, do you want But do you want to be remembered by that? <laughs> I mean, he has to have made money off of it, so I'd oh, absolutely, be fine with that. sure. But yeah, all right, yeah, does... me too. <laughs> I'm gonna write a book. My my librarian is a mummy. Boom. Oh, million dollar idea. Okay. If you enjoyed talking about my teacher as an alien with us, please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, and feel free to give us a follow on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Milkshake. We have a Twitter account at MilkBasePod. And you can also follow us on Snapchat 
at MilkshakePod. And you can always listen to us anywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. And you can also follow us on our personal social media accounts. You can follow Colin on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at the last call, called spelled C-O-L. And you can follow Michelle at Michelle Thoughts on Instagram, Thoughts the Way You Think. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Joshi underscore one two four. Joshi spelled with an I E. And thank you for joining me, guys. Well, thank you for joining me to talk about my teacher is an alien. Colin, thank you for joining me. We'll see you guys. I don't know. We won't see you at all. <laughs> we won't see you at all. And as always, stay creamy. Operation complete. We have made contact, contact. and with dispose of the humans and, and dispose of them now.